Hello, everybody. I'm Dell Shores. And I'm Emerson Collins, and you're watching The Dell and Emerson Show. Straight talk. Real gay. Oh, happy Friday, Dell Shores. Woo, it is Friday already. It's Friday. This week just flew. Just flew like a witch on a broom. I mean, uh, yes, accurate. It's festive for the holiday season. It's your first full week of teaching. Well, I know it, it. Yeah, well, it's my second full week. I, I did one last week, and then this is my second. I genuinely, honestly, in my brain was like, "Oh yeah, this is week what? It's week two. It's know. week two. Trust me, it, I feel like it's week two. I've had oh, there's been some drama, but it's all good. But I'm in the theater department, so it's it's appropriate. Uh, well, of course, there is drama in the drama club. That seems right. Yeah, it's all good. I mean, you know, these kids are so amazing, but I. There's a, a one one. Uh, there was a, a COVID uh, person, person tested COVID, and then it, it just disrupts so much. And they're so great here. I mean, it is bam. You're in quarantine. Everybody is uh, is profiled or whatever the right word is for that. Uh, that profile's not right. But, Probably not. But 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 it, you know, it it creates. Um, I guess uh, as as you and I have discussed some some mental. Uh, uh, God, I can't even think. I, I rushed here, uh, but you know what I mean. It's it, 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 it despondent, and 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 then you have to you have to encourage, and it, it really is. Uh, it's a hard time for students. It's a very yeah. difficult time, especially if you're a performer. I think. Absolutely. Um, well, I'm glad y'all are surviving safely We're good. We're good. in Louisiana. Uh, hello, everyone, whether you're watching us on Facebook, on YouTube, on Periscope, on Twitter, say hello, wave, share the broadcast with your friends and family. Don't keep us in a corner like a dirty little secret. And for those of you who are watching later in the day while we're at our early daytime, hey, y'all, we're glad you're here later, too. But we want to start off. We have exciting special guests yeah. that we want to bring into the show. This weekend is Desert AIDS Walk, and we want to welcome to the show co-captain of the team, our Good old friend Ann Walker. Hello. Hey guys. So tomorrow is our virtual walk. Um, we have walked for so many years together, and there's a little there's a little sadness involved in not being able to see each other and walk around Palm Springs with raising money. But we are doing it virtually, and we're having a pretty good year. So Art, Captain, Team Captain. Yeah. How are we doing? We've got a goal of 25 grand. Where are we right now? I want to know where are we right now? We are in number two spot. Yes. Yes. And they're behind us and they're ahead of us. And yep. we want the number one spot. Yeah, we've had the number one spot for, uh, what, three out of five years or something like that, or four out of so five years? Four out of five years, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, so we're at 21,774. And our goal is 25,000. So we're getting there, but we want to be number one. Yes. And they're working really hard too, and they're at 25,000. Overall, though, big picture, Desiree's project has still got a long way to go. Uh, their goal is 350,000, and right now they're hovering around 203,000. Yeah, so, it's been harder. It's been harder with the pandemic and, and people's. Uh, Pocketbooks are a little strapped. I know that you know Art and and uh, and Ann both. We've experienced where people gave us much more last year, but they're still giving. They're just not able to give as much. But we appreciate right. every donation. And the uh, AIDS Walk donation 
is scrolling across our page right now. And if you are so inclined, if the Lord leads you, please give to our team. Ann Walker, how are you? I am fine and dandy, fine and dandy. I'm just a little bit, you know, this whole age walk, I, I've been a little lackadaisical in the past years. I've walked like just over the finish line with everybody when you're coming back because it's getting hard on my old feet. It is. So I've raised my goal to this uh, time this year. My goal has been raised, but I could sure use a little help in getting over the finish line a couple of more dollars. Yeah, go to go to sort of art is number one on our team. Of course, yes. Five thousand yeah. dollars by himself. And he knows a lot of people there. Yeah, you know. give Aunt Lavanda. Give Aunt Lavanda a little a little love, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know though, it's also because of the uh, people giving money to the uh, campaign. Yeah. You know, I I'm like tapped out. I, I have given so much money to so many people. Uh, but anyway, I still gave to myself <laughs> for the age book. <laughs> well, to Desert Age with you on your page. But we are yeah. guys, we are so glad you are here today to, to celebrate this with us. Tomorrow, uh, go to my Facebook page. I will uh, put a, a Zoom link. You can join Anne and me and Art. We'll have some sorted prizes for you if you give them. If you give 3209 or more, everybody goes into a raffle and we're going to give away some DVDs and the We Three oh, a nice. poster. So we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna milk it, y'all. We are gonna milk it till the end. <laughs> um and art, aren't some people doing like their own version of the walk, like safe and socially distant, like you know in various places, right? Some people are oh, doing yeah. it. Uh, you, you can actually walk wherever you want to. They're not doing it with a large crowds, obviously because of COVID. Um, I've uh, laid out my territory. It's actually here in my sorted lives den. And yeah. I have my treadmill here. I can look out the window and I can just trek along and uh, do my walk in the privacy of my home with my dogs. Many might even join me on the treadmill. Um, so everybody just finds a way of, of doing it differently this year. Uh, and I want to shout out, if I could, yeah. to our angel walker, Juanita Sarah Hundley, because beyond the grave, she has already raised over a thousand dollars for this yes. year's walk. Wow! Yes. Wow. Sarah Hundley is our, I think she's number four or five on our team. And yeah, she hit a thousand yesterday. So thank you. <laughs> Sarah, thank you for walking with us. And y'all just imagine Juanita and Sarah Hundley doing their walk outside to smoke that cigarette. Uh, carrying a beer bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All well, right. Thank you, Art, for your incredible leadership. As you mentioned, you know, it's 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 incredibly hard for nonprofits right now, and the work that Desert Aid's uh, project does is so important and vital for the community there. They've been doing a lot of COVID healthcare as well. Um, so in this time where everybody is strapped, this is an organization that provides an enormous amount of resource to people living with HIV uh, and to the healthcare of the desert community. So I put the link in the chat, it's scrolling underneath. And if y'all are sitting on some dollars, you can contribute Do It's really important work. And thank you for your leadership art and Anne always for using your platform and celebrity to raise funds. You guys take care. Have a great show. And thank you for letting me join you oh, and help promote the Desert Age Walk. Team Sorted Lives. 
I'll number see one. You love we you, love you, Bart. We love you. We love you. All right. Well, now we're not going to let Ann Walker go anywhere because Lord oh, knows man. people what miss hair. What is my hair doing? Oh, right there. It's got it's a fly story. Or the right side, a little yeah. Just tuck it under. Just tuck it under, Ann. I wish I were there with my rat tail. And I, I know. I know. Okay. There all right. We know that people have been missing hearing what Ann Walker has to say about all the things happening in the world. So we're going to hang on to her for a little bit and talk about some things. Did you watch the debates, Ann Walker? <laughs> yes. So, Ann, I have to ask you a question. Do you have any opinion or opinions whatsoever <laughs> about what happened last night or about this election? Anything? Or are you just sitting on neutral? Let me just get my pad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have many, many opinions. Yeah. Down Please to, a few. Well, down to, now this is very, very minor, but down to the fact that Melania, everybody's saying she ripped her hand away again, but I'm not sure she did. You know, it, I couldn't, I watched it over and over and over. But what do you think? Did she rip her hand away from him again? Well, I, it's hard to catch his hands. <laughs> also, my favorite Melania thing right now is her pretending she has a cough so she doesn't have to do events. I feel like, you know, she definitely had COVID and don't want to, you know, maybe she is really healing. But it also feels like she might be going, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't. I think that you are totally right. Totally right. Now, you know, just in talking and, and uh, us, I, I think that Biden was at his best last night. He was very, very um, cogent with his remarks. He didn't go on too long, which he did last week in that poor little town hall. But um, and I love this man. Love him. But, you know, he was very cogent last night. He had bought it out and he laid it out. Unlike the lying son of a bitch that we have in the White House right now, I I can't even, he, did he even say anything that was true for a, an hour and a half? It, was, it was fun you know, watching all the fact, fact checks. It was really a yeah. lot of fun. But uh, you know what I have to say? First of all, debating is a horrible, horrible skill. I mean, it, it, it takes a really good... Uh, person to be able to do that skill set. It's hard. Right. It's hard. So um, I feel like that, yes, Biden did the best under circumstances. And uh, we we need to now just plow on, guys. It, it, most people say that the debates do not affect their decision. And we need to just work our asses off until November 3rd to make this happen. Yeah. And also, last night's debate, honestly, felt like a a self-validating circumstance. Like whatever you were watching for is what you saw. People that support Trump thought he did great, said the things they believe, did a good job. People, you know, it didn't feel like it moved the needle for anybody anywhere. It no, was just, okay, you see what you want and that's it. But don't you think though that uh, with all of the lying that the man does, that he has, he's learned his script, and he does not, he does not uh, move from that. Well, he's learned the lies, and he continues to tell them. I think the bar has been set so low for him, oh, just yeah. by behaving. Just by behaving. 
just you being to, decent enough. He yeah, had you have to enough. dig six feet under to get below that bar at this point. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just appalled and um, I continue to be, and I continue to be scared. Uh, I've given way too much money this month and last month to causes, to people. I gave Mr. Etsy, what's his name that you love so much? Espy. Espy, Espy. I love him. I just adore him. And I've given some money so they can get the uh, Lincoln Project things up. But those guys, I think they're really rich and they ought not be asking me for money. But Yeah, because like, let's remember that the Lincoln Project is still Republicans who the minute this is over are going to go back to being Republicans. Um, so there's lots of places that your money can go that is a lot more useful. Uh, yeah. Like, like you, Harrison, you know. I, I gave money to you too, Emerson, because I'm going to watch the show. Thank you. you. Bla yeah. Oh, and Blake and I are going to try to do a little number at the end of the show as an advertisement for our show on Sunday. But I've been doing, uh, yesterday I sent out texts all day for Jamie Harrison in South Carolina. Jamie and Biden are the two campaigns I've been texting for. And Jamie's doing a bunch of like socially distant safe rallies, like drive-in rallies up until the election. So it's been really fun, like sending out texts, like he's gonna be near you, can you come? And most, and I've had people be like, yes, I can't be, where's the information? And then with some other people that are like, fuck you, Trump 2020. And it's very funny to get texts from a stranger that yeah. like, they aren't really to you, but because it says, hi, I'm Emerson with the Get Out the Vote campaign for Jamie Harrison in South Carolina. It feels personal for a second. And then it's like, oh, anyway, moving on. Yeah. That's what I do, that's what I do with if, those texts. If Emerson doesn't text them back, I just couldn't, I couldn't bear it. I just can't even stand on Twitter not to respond. Yeah, I couldn't well, do that. Several people have said some choice things that I could respond with. That's true. But I don't want to get banned from being a texter as a representative of these campaigns. Because doing that, like sending the text, writing the letters, like I don't have money to, you know, to move the needle with money. So it's the little things I can do. And it gives me something to focus on that's not just watching people. I, I applaud that. I applaud that. Um. Oh, wait, Ann Walker. Yes. What Have you seen the news about Rudy Giuliani and Borat? <laughs> yes, and I, I just saw the tape. They put it on. Uh, oh, they put on, it on the video? Twitter. Just the whole little scene with him. And oh, when Borat, Borat comes in, Borat comes in at the end, and he's got a bra and uh, panties, and he's got him the pant the, the thong panty that he has is over his jockey shorts. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> but you know, so. Giuliani Giuliani is in such you know denial if he doesn't think he was about to pull out his dick. Oh, I loved his response. For those of you who didn't know, who haven't seen it, the new Borat movie was released last night, right before the debate. It's out today, and there is a scene where Borat's daughter. This 24-year-old actress is pretending to be this 15-year-old feral girl, and she plays a conservative news reporter for a fake program interviewing Giuliani. She flirts with him. They offer a drink. He, they go into the hotel room next door, and he like lays down on the bed after they take her mic off, and he tried to say in his response to it yesterday that he was just tucking in his shirt. I don't know about y'all, but I always have to lay all the way flat 
on the bed in my shirt. And don't you do like this rather than do like this? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm tucking in my shirt right now. I talked to pulling out. I mean, uh, there was some. Uh, I, I understand there was some activity that did not feel like tucking in. Exactly, and you can see it. He was trying hard to find it, and he was also telling the girl, you know, give him her te her telephone number and where she is. He's going to call her, and he's got his hand on her hip when he's telling her when he's sitting on the side of the bed. He just reminds me of an old toad frog. Icky, just, icky just, guy. Doesn't he remind you of a toad? Just an old toad. Yeah, with a very shrivelly up dick. Just a, a little, a shrivel, you know? And I have not even tried to imagine Rudy, Rudy Giuliani's dick. I, I don't want that image in my head. I just don't. I know it's shrivelly. I just know it. I've seen some of those. In my old age. <laughs> Good Lord. Thank you for that mental picture so early in the afternoon on a Friday and walking. Well, they bring it, I look at it. I mean, honestly, isn't that the moral of most stories? They bring it, I look at it. And then I say no. No. No, no, uh, no thank you. I'll pass. And I love the fact that you told the don't pee on my boys. My boys don't get peed on yesterday. Right. We have lots of iconic Ann Walker quotes in our life. <laughs> uh, and you make us so happy. Thank you for joining us today just to lighten our load and share some of your thoughts on the world. Well, I'll, I'll you know, the walk, the walk tomorrow. We'll, what, we'll oh, yes. At the, yeah. On the zoo. We'll bring have more remember, money. We have to remember that. All right. I will see you all. Thank you for letting me Have a good weekend. We're all in it together. Bye, Anne. Bye. I adore her, Lord. I, I always forget we could just have Anne on and then we don't have to do anything. She has all the stuff. She has all the thoughts. I mean, I know so many people miss her doing a show. And, you know, in her retirement, she gets to make cameos when she's in the mood. And I love it. I believe her mouth has even gotten looser. We just, I just never even know what to expect. I just love it. I know there wasn't much, much further to go. Yeah, just a little bit. All right, y'all. Well, that was a fun start. Do the link is still in the chat. Uh, do contribute to the AIDS walk. It is really important what Desiree's project is doing. But the rest of what we do here is the LGBTQ news and nonsense. And so we'll get on and share some of those stories up first. Hopefully, I mean, I'm sure you saw that yesterday the Senate Judiciary Committee did vote 12 to zero to advance Amy Coney Barrett to a full vote in the Senate. Now, all 10 Democrats boycotted the vote. That did not stop the Republicans. They took the vote and sent her on. Um, and also, in a Zoom con press conference this week that was organized by Family Equality, Jim Obergefell, the plaintiff in the marriage equality SCOTUS case, um, and Rick Hodges, who was the defendant, who headed the Ohio Department of Public Health in that case, joined together to share that they both oppose Amy Coney Barrett's confirmation to the Supreme Court. Obergefell is now Director of Individual Giving at Family Equality, and he said, LGBTQ youth and families, indeed the entire LGBTQ plus community, could be facing a shallow and unfulfilling life with upcoming oral arguments before the court about our families. A recent dissent by Justice Thomas and Alito, again, opposing the court's ruling in my case, 
and the potential confirmation of Judge Barrett to the highest court in the land. Hodges, remember who was his opponent? They've become very good friends. Hodges has talked about how he did not like that he had to defend uh, the Ohio decision in that case. So they've done a lot of work together. And he said, I stand here today with my friend Jim, bound by our names on a historic, momentous, and frankly, wonderful decision to oppose the nomination of Amy Coney Barrett. Because even in this upcoming session, one of the cases is that Fulton versus the city of Philadelphia that will be heard in November by this court uh, is the one about deciding if private organizations with government contracts have to comply with that government's laws against discrimination, the foster care case. So it looks like the vote is going to be on Monday. It is not likely that there is anything we can do at this point. This is a ship that has sailed. Um, and that's really scary and frustrating and a reminder of how important every election is, every moment is, and that Democrats in power also need to prioritize the courts. Republicans have always prioritized getting people onto benches at every level, and we need to do the same. We sure do. Absolutely. And we had some uh, other, you know, I, I find good news. Pope Francis has endorsed civil unions for same-sex marriage. I mean, for same-sex, I'm sorry, for, <laughs> I have marriage in my head. For same-sex couples, Francis uh, made the remark in a new documentary, Frances Francesco, which premiered this week. In the film, he said, what we have to create is a civil union law. That way they are legally covered. They're children of God and have a right to family. Uh, nobody should be thrown out or be made miserable because of it. Francis had endorsed uh, civil unions when he was Archbishop of Buenos Aires, but this is the first such statement he has made as a pope. Um, the news was, was met positively by many with uh, Reverend James Martin, a priest who has urged the church to become more welcoming to LGBTQ people saying this is the first time as people as pope he's making such a clear statement i think it's a big step forward in the past even civil unions were frowned upon in many quarters of the church he is putting his weight behind legal recognition of same-sex civil unions now on the uh there was a response from of course franklin graham uh, and while many LGBT people uh, feel this isn't enough, and I, I hear you, I'm not going to say that I don't hear you, but I do feel like that we should celebrate the progress because this is pretty big. I mean, it's, it's, it's huge. Uh, but for bigot Christians, uh, mostly Trump supporters, it's already too far. Uh, Franklin Graham wrote a response that included, I find these comments from the Pope unthinkable in the light of the word of God for Pope Francis to attempt to normalize homosexuality is to say that holy scriptures are false, that our sins really don't matter, and that we can continue living in them. If that were true, then Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection wouldn't have been needed. The cross would have been for nothing. No one has the right or the authority to trivialize Christ's sacrifice on our behalf. The consequence of an unrepentant, unbelieving heart is also clear in the word of God. Eternal death. Ah, I know, look at Dale's festive for the holiday necklace. He's dressed for the season. Yeah. I think, you know, to me, this story represents something so interesting, right, in, in the conflict of culture and our community. You know, you have 
LGBT Catholics who are thrilled the Pope said something positive, LGBTQ people at large who think it's not nearly enough, uh, conservative evangelical bigots who think it's entirely too far. You know, progress is challenging at every level, but I think what that one priest is said is so important and right. The Pope influences a, over a billion Catholics around the world. And for him to say recognizing civil unions, there are lots of countries where that could have a huge impact on how Catholics view the LGBTQ people in their lives, you know, that it is influential, whether we support the religion, whether we care, whether we think it's enough, uh, progress is progress, uh, pushing on the journey. Yes, and that statement, they are children of God and they have a right to family. That's huge. I mean, nobody yeah. can be thrown out or be made miserable because of it. So I, I was very happy that uh, he did this. But celebrate the wins of the battles while we keep waging the wars, right? Yeah, so that should be a t-shirt. Uh, well, you know, it's we've, it's a thing we've talked about a lot, right? You have to, in so many things, in so many ways that we're fighting, so many things are such long battles. If you don't celebrate, you know, reaching a new rung on the ladder because you're worried about how much further you have to go, go up the ladder, you will wear yourself out. That's exactly um, right. That's exactly and you don't right. stop fighting, but take take wins as they occur. I think yes, and, and and use that energy to fight to keep the rights that we have, as we just uh, as you were just talking about with this uh, um, this new nomination. Yes, and you may have seen. All right, so we've talked a lot this summer with our Pride and Protest series back in June, and talking about Black Lives Matter and police brutality uh, and being anti-racist. And you may have seen something uh, with the hashtag end SARS about the protests happening in Nigeria for the last couple of weeks. Um, I had to do some research into it last week uh, to understand what was going on. So I want to share an overview and also then how this fight directly impacts our community in Nigeria as well. Um, protests started from a video of police brutality by SARS, not the disease. It's the special anti-robbery squad, which has a long history in Nigeria of unlawful detentions, extortion, and extrajudicial killings. Well, there was a violent crackdown with at least 10 killed at the beginning and hundreds injured that led to even more protests. Uh, on October 11th, President Buhari said that SARS would be dissolved with immediate effect. But these protesters have been fighting against this organization for a long time and sort of went with, believe it if we'll see it. Well, uh, protests increased. There were armed forces open fired on protesters uh, in Lagos. Um, and so it continues to escalate there. Their uh, president gave a speech that no one was pleased with recently. And so people are dying in these protests, killed uh, by people representing the government. There's a 24-hour curfew. And Matthew Blaze is a non-binary LGBT plus activist in Lagos. He did an interview with Pink News that that first massacre took place after the state governor imposed a 24-hour curfew and that SARS also has a history of targeting the LGBT plus community there. He told Pink News that gay men, especially those who present femme, are one of the primary targets of the police, which lesbians are also harassed and trans people are targeted, though Blaze points out that Nigeria doesn't really have the language for trans identities. And Blaze said themselves that they've been verbally assaulted at many protests for carrying Queer Lives Matter placards and knows of a queer woman who was chased from a demonstration for carrying a rainbow flag. So even within their community, as they are protesting SARS, this anti-robbery squad and how it treats the people, 
as queer Nigerians, they're rejected in some places from the protests. He wrote uh, an article for Out Magazine saying, if people want to help, I think people outside Nigeria should keep pressuring the Nigerian government in their various countries. Ask them why queerness is criminalized in the most populous country in Africa. Hold them accountable. Also help queer Nigerians financially as much as possible, as this is a huge human rights crisis. In a place where our lives, our very existence is criminalized, our source of income is affected. Earning, opportunities, living, and existing are highly threatened. I hope that we keep this spirit and energy if we want queer liberation for ourselves and our younger queer sibs. It is important we maintain this spirit that we have now. So they, they are facing not just the threats from SARS and from the government, but from other people who are protesting with them. And I thought everyone would enjoy, I mean, they, they think of the danger and the challenge of that, right? That you want to protest um, and that even going to the protest as who you are is dangerous. Well, they made this video that has over 3 million views. Oh crap, I did that thing again. Uh, where I forgot to share the sound and it doesn't work if I if you can't hear uh, what they have to say. So give me one more shot at this as the technical producer. Uh, where did he go? There they are. Okay, so this is the video they made marching at a protest. Where lives matter? Where lives matter? Where lives matter? Where lives matter? And you know, that's something that's so common for us to see and something that they described is actually dangerous for them to do. So paying attention to our community around the world and fighting police brutality everywhere. I, I just, I had to learn a lot about that. Um, so I feel like it's important that we all uh, be informed and know what we're supporting. Yeah. And you educated me today, so thank you so much for that. Uh, well, in more bigotry news, uh, Pappy Pat uh -huh. Robertson is back at it. He recently told his viewers that, and I, I watched this so I could try to get his voice, without question, Trump is going to win the election. But then he said uh, everything will go off the deep end after he's sworn in. According to Pappy Pat, uh, Trump's going to be challenged by the Chinese. Um, uh, some kind of war. Uh, North Korea will have nukes and threaten us. And then we'll see civil disobedience that will just be mind boggling. The country will be torn apart. You talk about Trump derangement syndrome. It's going to be horrible because already without anything happening, we've got trouble in the streets. But there will be at least two attempts on the president's life. And it's going to be very difficult. I would just urge you to pray for him. Then he says that Turkey and Iran are going to come together against Israel along. It, God was just speaking for a long time to him, along with the Muslim majority nations at, on the border of Russia. But don't worry. God will wipe out that horde of people and defend Israel. And then there will be at least five years of extraordinary peace but then there will be a great tribulation that will be so bad that he thinks it will begin when an asteroid hits the earth oh 
Pappy, Pappy, Pappy. It's just, I have said it before. I will say it again. You And you have said, Pat Robertson, that you just want to go and meet Jesus. Please go, go. You can't wait that five years for that, that extraordinary piece. You don't want to see that asteroid. No, go, get on out of here. And I gotta say, I have not watched like the 700 Club, you know, in decades. But I watched all 12 minutes of this and it was just fascinating. I thought, Lord, this, I mean, I, he'd have to write in shorthand with how specific this vision the Lord gave him. Oh, God. Two assassination attempts, China, Russia, North Korea. I was like, sir, you just went through like a, tw- a trending topics of the lo- news of the last six months and said all this stuff's going to happen till that asteroid. I think Not what happened... Now, many times doctors diagnose this as you are losing your mind. You have dementia, sir. <laughs> you I, know. Are, I mean, It reminds me of that story we did of that guy who had COVID and it just made him start confessing gay fantasies. Oh, right. Remember him? <laughs> oh, I wish that was. Brain and he had said, oh, by the way, I've had sex with men and I just need to tell everybody about it. Well, uh, y'all, wait a second. God is speaking to me right here. I feel it. Uh, I think uh, Biden's going to win. Biden, I just got the news. I just got the news. Let's see if you, Happy Pat, or or I am right. It is always my favorite problem with the concept of you know prayer changing things, right? It's like, oh, guess the Super Bowl. One side's team's prayers were better than the others. It's like, God, that's a lot of pressure on making sure your prayers are good. So you beat the side praying for the other outcome. I love it when remember when all those people said they they set that date for the rapture, even though the yeah. scripture says you no one will know the time, no one will know. But they have set they put billboards up uh, the day. Oh, I just it's love all, it so much. I know. I would think if you want to do that, you should sit, pick a date after your lifetime so no one can prove you're wrong. All Did those you people know had it in the year 2000, 2002, you know, there seemed in the early aughts, there was a lot of like, this is the date. They were all You know, uh, my daughter, Caroline, this shows you that she she is her dad's daughter. She changed her name on her, on her phone some way to Jesus and sent me a text at 12.01. It said, hey, I'm running a little late. <laughs> oh, my God. That is hysterical. I love her. Oh, all right, y'all. We've reached the midpoint and then some of our show. Obviously, we do this to share news with you that we think is important or silly. And if you've contributed to every cause you can think of and still have money left over and want to toss us a few dollars for the work we put into informing and entertaining you, you can send us a tip on Venmo to at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to Beard Collins Shores productions at gmail.com. It's in the ticker below. We don't want any money that you're going to miss, but if you're not going to miss it, we definitely want it. <laughs> yeah, um, just send it our way. That's I definitely put um, uh, Now, question. Are you a Hocus Pocus fan? Is that in your Halloween repertoire? I, I am. Uh, I, I liked it. I wasn't like, you know, our friend Craig Taggart. I never felt the need to dress up at Halloween like Bette That's Midler. Yeah, but I do love, I did, you know, so I'm excited about this. For us, every year, it's our, like, watch and carve pumpkins movie. Um, So those of you that are fans, it's also very, like, queer camp at this point. The Sanderson sisters are reuniting for one night only, the night before Halloween. Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Jimmy 
are returning in what they're calling In Search of the Sanderson Sisters, a Hocus Pocus Halloween. Bette Midler released the first behind the scenes image. I'll share that with y'all. And like, honestly, this movie was not a huge hit when it first came out. And in the last like five to 10 years, it's become this big classic. Uh, and so this was very exciting for me. This photo, it will be on Friday, uh, October 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern, a one-hour virtual broadcast to benefit the New York Restoration Project, which seeks to create a greener, more sustainable New York City. With special host Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Yeah. Glenn Close, Billy Eichner, Jennifer Hudson, Adam Lambert, John Stamos, Meryl Streep, Billy Crystal, Sarah Silverman, and a whole lot more. Y'all, tickets are only $10. And there's a new set of Hocus Pocus merchandise on the New York Restoration Project website. I just think that's a fun, like I love that they embrace it. Uh, It's a fun kiki that they're doing this. It's become such a big thing. So y'all, tickets are only $10. Uh, You go to www.nyrp.org and you can stream it, a fun little hour show. I will definitely be tuning in. And... um in nudity news, someone, yeah. uh, someone uh, in, in our in our chat room mentioned this story, uh, and we loved it. So here we go. In the dead of the uh, night last Saturday, a naked a naked man in Albuquerque, New Mexico, was caught on camera stealing a Biden Harris campaign sign from someone's front yard and then escaping unnoticed. Uh, security footage from the property's owner camera shows the man, uh, a white male. Uh, believed to be in his late 20s, emerged from the shadows without any clothes on, none. He just grabbed a sign uh, and then he took off down the road. The property owner posted the video to Reddit and explained that the sign was later found on the side of the road a few blocks away. Um, I was very disappointed. I I Googled, I looked everywhere. It's been fuzzed out. His dick has been fuzzed out. I just wanted to see. Um, Maybe that's what it looks like. Maybe there's nothing there. Maybe it's just fuzzy. Just a a fuzz, just an automatic fuzz. But I got to say, if you're going to steal a a, a Biden uh, sign, a Biden-Harris sign, yeah, do it naked. I I, I would at least, I could get behind that rather than, you know, just getting them and throwing them in your pickup truck with your redneck gear on. I just love that it feels like it was spur of the moment. Like I was just running naked and, oh, I don't like that sign. As you do. Where was he actually going? Like why was, like what was the journey there? Was there a nudist colony nearby? I mean, was there, you know, or was he on Ambien and just went for a a bigot stroll? I mean, what 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 was it? Yeah, like, oh, I just got interrupted my like streak by this big <laughs> I just I just couldn't run past it. I got to go dig it up, pull it up. Is he doing a dare? You know what? What? What's the what's the rest of the story, sir? Yeah, well, he did it. He did it, and he got some. I, I they have not identified him, as far as I know. I don't um, know why stealing yard signs is just the funniest, dumbest thing to me. Like. Okay, it just seems like a lot of low effort. Like that's not doing much. You can get new yard signs real easily. That's true. Yes, that. Um, it's like one of those. It feels good, but it doesn't do anything, right? Yeah, that's. I I did a little. Um, what's it, what would be the word? Um, vandalism. Not, vandalism. When I was at Baylor, uh, my friend Bev uh, Nero, uh, not Nero, Bev Bev Burns at the time, Demillo now. We would go around to all of the restaurants that had have 
and we would try to figure out a way to rearrange signs that uh, would say something dirty. Um, you know, like um, got grub worms in your grass was at a, a nursery. We had, we just took the GR off, um, you know, things like that you could do very uh -huh. fast. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, just I think we little pranks. Yeah. Just, and we were in our 20s. We were too old to be doing this. We also once stole a car that was parked outside of a, a, a dorm and just drove it down the, around the block. Some oh. guy went to pick up his date. I, we were bitter we didn't have dates, so we just stole his car. Oh, we ruined his. I he can't like, believe. He walks out with his date. Where's my car? I mean, I when know. you went back, did y'all take it back? No. We just in there waiting? We just like drove it around. It was like Collins dorm, you know, Collins. We just drove it around the corner and parked it and then ran. <laughs> there might have been some alcohol involved. <laughs> right. So we were thieving and. <laughs> we were drinking. We were drinking and I'm not sure that we had not smoked some marijuana as well. So. We were not, as the good Lord says, making choices. God, I'm at college. I'm gonna. If I hope none of my students are listening. At what a terrible person I was at college. Do as I say, not as I did. Once upon That's a long right. time ago in Waco, Texas. That's um, right. All right, another story. Cindy Lauper coming for one of the MAGA gays. Brandon Straco. We've talked about him before. That grifter who founded the hashtag Walk Away campaign about his journey from liberal to Trump stand. He's also the one that made that big fuss about masks and got banned from American Airlines. Well, last week he posted a video of himself singing True Colors, and the video, made by somebody else, flashes images of business damage during protest and pictures of people in MAGA hats. His caption said, this video is dedicated from me to the ceaselessly maligned patriots in the MAGA community, to our law enforcement under attack, to those destroyed by the politicization of a virus, to every Black, Brown, LGBT person who's been ostracized for thinking for themselves. Well, when asked about it, Cindy Lauper said, we have free speech in this country, which I would never change, but we also have the freedom to not listen to things that are coming from a place of hate and divisiveness, and we have the right to not want our beautiful music co-opted for the wrong reasons. I've not heard this version and won't be listening to it. She's obviously been a long ally to our community. She said the song was meant to be a healing song and it's not appropriate for anything MAGA related. And she has stepped up. Cindy has long put her money where her mouth oh. is. She started the True Colors Foundation to help LGBTQ homeless youth in 2008. And she's done so much more. Uh, but I just thought it's got to be embarrassing if you make a cover of an artist's song. And that artist says, I'm not going to listen to it. And I don't like anything you stand for. Well, not embarrassing enough for him to take it down. It's still there because I trolled him on Twitter today. And I, I wrote and he wrote me back, actually. Emerson, I know you don't like it when I do that, but it says, I, he said, I said, it should be dedicated to those with mediocre talent proving that they are chasing the wrong dream. Uh, God damn, that was awful. And he goes, do you think it's constructive for gay people to attack other gay people? And I said, absolutely. You attack gay people daily with your support of a vile party that doesn't support you. Reread or read for the first time your GOP platform which in 2020 still has anti-LGBTQ rhetoric. You are an embarrassment to our community. And then I posted the platform for him on his site. So Well, and um, it's also, I mean, he's a grifter. You know, it's like, it's it's a way to make money because he used to do things like posting liberal smart things and it didn't get a lot of engagement. And so it feels very the Candace Owens school of like, yeah. if I'm one of the only gays 
that's huge for Trump, I can get a lot of attention, and he does. He gets huge responses uh, from- He's got a huge following. From and, and, MAGA country, who, and they can hold him up to say, see, we support gay people, uh, without having to change anything that the party stands for, that Amy Coney Barrett's likely to do on the Supreme Court. Um, it's easy as a white gay to say, Trump's not done anything against me, against us. Um, well, um, someone actually posted under that thread that I did, where it showed that he had once put up a GoFundMe when he was resist, you yeah. know? So he, you're right, he just flip-flops. He's just a little Well, and he, and he says, you know, I learned, I did better, I walked away from blah, blah, blah. Like that's his big campaign is the walk away. Um, and he's getting a lot more attention and making a lot more money and that just seems, Convenient. And then he gaslights people like you, right? When you say something, he says, is this how we should be pre treated? Right. And that with lots of people who come for him, like, see, this is why I, you know, this is why I get treated for thinking differently. Like he likes that because he can use it to hold up to the MAGA fans. See, this is how we get treated as gay people who don't think like other gay right. people. Well, he, I'm not the only one that's hating him on his own Twitter feed. Absolutely. Um, so, so, uh, oh, we got another Karen in the news. Um, this was at the Starbucks in uh, Santee, California. Uh, uh, Twitter user Alec uh, Beckman, Alec underscore Beckman. I went to his, I followed him today. Posted the footage. What's that? Oh, oh is it she? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Apologize. Okay. Uh, posted the footage to Twitter saying, welcome to my uh, day at work. <laughs> hashtag Starbucks, hashtag, hashtag Karen. In the clip, she's serving two women. Their order at uh, the barista, as the barista, one of the women wore a Trump 2020 mask over her chin, uh, but not her nose or her mouth. It starts with Alex saying, next time when you come in, I'm going to need you to keep your mask on. Very nicely too. I watched the video. She was so polite about it. Uh, the woman just freaked out. She's just waiting. She's just like a viper. She said, I know it's because you're discriminating against me because I'm a Trump supporter. The barista, Alex, calmly, very calmly, I may add, says, okay, sure. And you'll have to keep your mask on when you come back again. So I'm sorry. And then Karen says, fuck Black Lives Matter. Just, uh. Uh, Then she realizes she's not ready to leave. And she asks for a straw and sugar. Like she's being very condescending with telling what she needs. Uh, the raw kind, she says, three packets. She whines further, it's not a law and I can show you the penal code and everything, it's a hoax. I don't have to wear a mask. I'm not going to wear a mask. This is America and I don't have to do what you say. Trump 2020. And Alex says, have a good one. Very calmly, <laughs> I just love, I just love, love the response. Karen almost gets out the door and then she comes flying back in and she goes, fuck, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> It's just like, oh my God, these people. Well, and it, one, it's such an example, right, of what black people have to deal with, with white people so often and so, so, you know, we look at it and think, how can you be so calm? But black people deal with little aggressions and huge aggressions on a regular basis. So she's just at her job going, this crazy white lady, okay, sure, ma'am, you'll have to wear a, a, max, a mask next time, bye. And that this woman says, fuck Black Lives Matter, and then realizes she has to still ask for the straw and the three packets, three specifically, of the three. raw sugar before she leaves. I mean, that's where, like, the gall of, like, you have just said this. Oh, oh but by the way, can you finish do, doing... 
your job for me because I still and, and a napkin and also could you wipe my nose and before she leaves and then turns around to run back in to say it again and it's absurd but that's the exhaustion black people talk about right that we as white people can never relate to and never understand of like just never knowing which white person they meet is going to be that kind they have to always be ready to not react or to de- you know in a way that we just never have to do that's right like, yeah like I'm just doing my job. Thanks. You know, uh, Emerson, my lesson out of this was I think I made a good decision never to be a server of uh, hot liquid. I just feel like I would not not. be the right right person to be behind a coffee machine. (laughs) No, like Leslie Jordan throwing that cold iced tea at that man at the big WeHo Starbucks. You holding a hot beverage would be, I feel like it's dangerous. It would be dangerous. I don't think I could stop my impulse. (laughs) Um, And then one more fun, silly little thing, because y'all, the news is heavy and there's lots, but um, two gay penguins at a zoo in the Netherlands stole an entire nest from another couple, complete with eggs, in an attempt to raise a family. The zookeepers said it may not matter because it is believed the pair nest snapped from a lesbian penguin couple, meaning the eggs are most likely unfertilized and won't hatch. The gay penguin couple are the dominant pair at the zoo, and like good fathers everywhere, are dutifully taking turns trying to keep their stolen treasure warm. They made headlines last year with a similar heist, stealing a single egg from an unguarded nest. Zookeeper Mark Belt said the males took the egg from a straight couple at an unguarded moment, noting that homosexuality is more common in penguins. He went on to observe it was nonetheless remarkable that the couple managed to get hold of an egg. These homosexuals just egg Two years in a row. Now, did I, did you see if the follow-up, did that other egg hatch that they stole from the straight couple? Well, it's brand or new. The, like, this is new. It's just happened. No, no, no. So but they last, said last year they did it. For, they no, stole everything from the I know has always been the story. I need to know more. I'm going to do, I'm going to dig deeper. Um, and also, but I just like, think about it in real life, right? If Blake and I just ran around like, well, we want a baby and stole one. Like these homosexuals as the dominant couple and, this, and that they may have stole from lesbians proving that sometimes the gays and lesbians are at odds. I'm surprised those lesbians didn't come back in. I uh, know, those lesbians did good it, It'd be sort of like, you and Blake's story would sort of be like the gay racing Arizona. Yeah. You know, get, get me a toddler, get me a toddler. Um, well, I'm excited, oh. Emerson, to see y'all sing now and well, to yeah. give us okay. a little- I'm gonna try to set this up because we got to make some little changes. So if y'all have any questions or comments for Delford, please write them in the comments and he can chat with you for a minute while Blake and I try to set this up to put on a little show as an I'm gonna, I'm gonna vamp, I'm gonna vamp. Let you hold the court so, for a minute. Yeah, so everybody, I, it's so good to, to, to be able to do this. I was so worried that I was gonna not be able to be on the show for three weeks. So, uh, and thank you, someone, uh, uh, I, I believe someone said they liked uh, Melody Purdy said that she liked my necklace. I'll tell you the little story about how this happened. I was in, doing a show in Puerto Vallarta and one of the audience members was wearing this and I told him how much I liked it. And he said, I'm a jewelry maker, you can have it. And he gave me this. So every year around this time, I break it out. So um, that's the little story there. Ask and it shall be given unto you. What's, where's that scripture from? Um, 
why to stand up, Dale? Why way oh way to stand up. Thank you, Ilya Noble. <laughs> sometimes sometimes I wonder though. Sometimes I wonder when I do that, like I did with that 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 one on Twitter. Is it really worth it? I mean, what do y'all think? Tell me, do you think it's worth it? Should am I just wasting my time? But a lot of times I just do it for entertainment purposes as well. I want y'all and other people to know I have you back. I'm there. And um, I, I I do have some strong opinions, like Miss Ann Walker. How great was Ann Walker on um, on the show? Yes, and Leanne Noble asked, "Does everyone have their ticket for Emerson and Blake's show?" I have my ticket, y'all. I'm very excited about it. Um, I'm, I'm actually teaching during the show, but oh, they're back! They're back! Can you hear us? Hello. Hey, Blake MacGyver. Yes. Hello. Perfectly well. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm. I'm uh, right now. I'm having such hair envy. I just <laughs> every time I see you, I have hair envy. <laughs> um. Okay. We're gonna try this. We sound checked earlier and it was bad, so we hooked up his mic. So we're gonna see. I'll keep an eye on the comments, and if it's like struggly, uh, we'll stop or try something else. But we're gonna give okay. it a go. And take me off the screen so we can just I, yeah, see you. I, yeah, I figured, I figured I would. Um, <laughs> Thank you. The concept of our Once Upon a Lockdown show that we are doing on Sunday night is sort of for Halloween, but also like fairy tales and freaks and witches and witches and um, villains and whatnot. So the song we're going to do right now is from Sideshow, the story of Violet and Daisy, two uh, freaks who were conjoined twins uh, in the circus once upon a time. And this is the song... They sing then. Mm -hmm. yeah. If it if it goes awry, type in the comments. We're gonna do our best. Like a fish plucked from the ocean, tossed into a foreign stream. Always knew that I was different. Often fled into a dream I ignored the raging current Right against the tide we swam But I floated with the question Who will love me as I am? Like an odd, exotic creature on display inside a zoo Hearing children asking questions Makes me ask some questions too Could we bend the laws of nature? Could a lion love a lamb? Will be part of my circus? Who will love me as I am? Who will ever call to say I love you? Send me flowers or a telegram. Who could proudly stand beside me? Who will love me as I am? Like a clown whose tears cause laughter Trapped inside the centering Even seeing smiling faces I am lonely pondering Oh, I want to join this madness Who would change my monogram Who will be part of my circus Who 
so good boys thank you i just was like here at the theater department and i got goosebumps and someone else leslie kimball said she got goosebumps oh y'all y'all need a gay disney channel y'all get your tickets for their show it's right and y'all do i know a number of you leanne erica lots of you a lot of our ticket sales have come from y'all and we're really grateful thank you thank you it is sunday night at 5 p.m pacific but if you buy a ticket and you can't attend the show then, it's a private YouTube link that you get. So you will be able to watch it anytime for the next week. So you don't have to be able to show up on Sunday if you're busy, if you have other things to watch. Uh, please join us. We have a Disney Villains medley, some nonsense mashups, a couple of old standards that fit the theme. Uh, and we're really excited. Yeah, so am I after that. That was fantastic, y'all. That was that, thanks, the Blake, harmon for being here. That was harmony. Yeah, he could yeah, Blake MacGyver's okay if you like challenge. I, mean, I know. So. Like I can say to y'all here while he's like it is funny, like the growth in my own confidence to be willing to sing with at the same time as Blake is a lot of accomplishment on my personal oh, journey. So. Yeah, well, it was it was uh it was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. What a great show. Uh, and, um, and, and hey, Joe Benson, uh, I can send you the link again later. If for some reason you can't watch it in the week, we can we can find out. I want everybody who wants to to be able to see this show. So if you have a problem, if money's really, really an issue, send me an email. Like, yes, this is a way for us to make money at home. Blake can't work except teaching voice lessons. Uh, but we want to share this with anybody. So let me know if that's a real problem. Like, that's, you know. Um, Delford. Yeah, you have weekend plans. You have workshops well, all weekend. I, you know, it's I, I teach uh, my my actors, my other actors, not here at the school on the weekends, and my writers while I uh, am here. I, I moved my writing class to from Monday to Sunday, so I love it, Emerson. You know, I thought I'd be wiped out, and I'm not. I just really am pacing myself well. I'm getting rest, and I'm really enjoying, and it's so great to. I mean, you know, I'm a playwright, so to be teaching playwriting and to just be reacquainted with with uh, Death of a Salesman and, and Crimes of the Heart and all of these wonderful plays, it's been kind of fantastic. Yes, uh, I love that. And thank you to all of you who show up every week, every twice a week and watch the show with us. We do love doing it. Um, it's a huge part of what gives me connection with people and I'm really, really grateful. We do wanna say thank you to Victor and Bob who tipped already today. And if you are enjoying the show and you wanna send us a tip that's meaningful, on Venmo at Emerson Collins or on PayPal 
to beardcullenshoresproductions at gmail.com. Well, you have an amazing show, Emerson, with Blake. I will see it uh, probably on Monday or later Sunday night, but I am excited after, especially after that amazing preview. And it's always a pleasure to do the show with you. And thank you for all you're doing for our party, our politics, and for our lives. I appreciate you. Yeah, y'all, we are so close to this finish line. We are all in it together. Uh, get rest, take care of people, and make sure everyone you know is voting.